0: Thank you for being with us today. We would love to have you join us in person. To partner with us or to give online, go to www.upperroomohio.com. We hope you enjoy this message. Sometimes I'm like, I thought I hit the button, but I didn't. Okay, how are you? Yeah? You ready to see some healings? Good, we've already heard about a couple. I heard there were 17 here last week at the 11 a.m. service. 17 healings. How many, how many think that's really cool that God is up to something on the earth and he's still revealing his love, his nature, and his goodness? How many, how many think that's cool? How many think it's super cool that, um, that you get to be a part of it? Yeah? Oh, cool. If you don't think you get to be, we're going to go over that right now. I'm just creating a little space here. For some reason, I like to like stand right here. People say they think I'm going to fall off every week. It's just, it's just what I, it's how I roll. Rolling with some swag. Okay. Let me just tell you a story. We'll start with what, um, how Pink Sunday originated. And um, it's just really cool that this is, I think, our sixth or seventh year doing Pink Sunday. But let me give you the history. So my dad and mom are the founders of Upper Room. Uh, in December of 1998, they, they launched this uh, from a long-time vision and dream that they had. And uh, so my dad can just wave. Awesome. And um, so my dad and mom launched this. And that's my mom there in the hoodie uh, and my crazy sister, sister-in-law and wife. Uh, doing the um, the Cancer Walk in Dayton, and uh, they've done that every year for the last six years, I believe. So uh, so anyway, Pink Sunday originated either that year or the year before. I can't recall, uh, but somewhere in the midst of that. So my mom was going through a journey with breast cancer, and uh, they found out that she had a really aggressive form of breast cancer. So it was about a two-year journey. We, um, she goes through a process of surgery and chemo and some radiation and some... Some, some medical type of therapy, and uh, ends up getting totally cleared. Uh, went through remission and had a clear bill of health. All test results were good. Blood work was good. Uh, going to the Ohio State University and different things. So, so anyways, we were so excited. We were just declaring healing, and, um, and then you know, we went after this thing, all right? So let me just tell you a journey that we went on. We're building the church. Uh, there was a fall day somewhere around October, November, uh, five years ago and uh, we're laying the stones on this building to, to build it, and uh, the stones that you see outside. So I remember getting a phone call, it was my mom, and she said, Aaron, um, I went to the ER through the night, and I was having breathing problems, thought I had bronchitis. They feel they see some nodules on my lung. So." So I need to get further testing, but dad and I are going to come to the church. We've already called the other girls, and we're going to meet you and Matt there. Uh, My brother Matt and I and some other crews and helpful guys were here. Uh, We're going to meet at the church. We're just going to pray. So part of me is like, all right, cool. This is exciting. We're going to pray this thing. That's a lie. Whose report will you believe? We shall believe the report of the Lord, right? So we're not even going to believe the doctor's diagnosis so we pray and uh, a couple of weeks later it's confirmed at Ohio state that cancer had actually gotten into multiple organs in her body including her brain her liver just different key organs and it got to it was so bad and so vicious and so aggressive that they weren't going to be able to do anything no surgery no chemo it had progressed too far too fast too quick and that was just since august august she was given a clear bill of health now we're talking about november it was confirmed and it was in multiple organs so so anyway, we go on this journey and I get excited. I have a, one of the gifts I have and walk in, in walking is a gift of faith. So I get excited. I'm like, yeah, doctors aren't going to get any credit on this one. God's going to get all the glory. Now, I, I want to explain to you that we're a church that believes in radical healing. We believe in miracles. We believe in radical healing, but we also believe in the process of healing. We believe some things are instant. Today you'll see instant healings. And then other things, you know, they're the process of healing. So we're not against medical care. We're not against surgeries. We're not against chemo, radiation, medications. We're not against that. And, and even if you get healed today, maybe depression or something, we want you to verify that through a doctor and help them remove you of medications and different things that would be appropriate. So, but here's what I want to tell you. If, you've, if you're in this room and you're going through any of those processes or you've been through that and that's how, how you got clear of cancer, listen, there's not a second class healing. There is not a secondary, inferior healing. I believe that God gave man creativity. I believe God gave man invention, innovation, and technology, all right? So God will use people to help you, but God will also himself sometimes radically heal in an instant. So just, just to give you that framework. So anyway, I'm excited. Yes, this is going to be a radical healing. No doctors needed. And, uh, and then it just gets worse and worse. And I remember she watched our kids on a Thursday, on a Friday. This is now in February. Um, you know, she got to help pick out the, the decorations in the church, the seats you're sitting in. She picked out the colors, the, the colors on the wall, all of that. So, so anyway, we go through this process, and in February, uh, she ends up on one Thursday watching my kids. My dad took her on a drive, and then Friday, uh, she, she goes home ill, can't, no, not enough energy, and then through the weekend slips to the point on Sunday she couldn't even speak. Uh, so now she was in a hospital bed at home in hospice care. And um, I remember we did at church um, on, on a Sunday, we did communion uh, as a family, believing for healing for my mom. And uh, we go home, we, us kids and us immediate family, we went and we did communion as a family in her living room and actually had to pour it into her mouth. Um, she couldn't function. And then on Monday morning, she passed away. We were all there. And, but now again, no loss of faith. It was, all right, God's gonna do the ultimate miracle now he's going to raise her from the dead. I've, I've read this in the Bible. I've actually experienced it multiple times through prayer. Now this is, this is the one. Yes, God is going to get all the glory. I can't imagine the stories we're going to get to tell because of this. And my family and I laid hands on her and prayed and believed in that for two hours. And then finally, we just realized, and, and God just gave us a sense of peace, that it wasn't going to happen. So so we just let her go to heaven and let her enjoy time with her dad. So, so anyway, here's the thing, though. We never lost peace. There was, there was no loss. It was, it was heaven's gain. But, but that's our journey. And, and let me just tell you a story. First off, we want to sometimes say, well, why did God allow that to happen? He didn't because cancer doesn't exist in heaven, and God can only give good things. God didn't take my mom to heaven because he needed another angel or a praiser or a dancer. Like, he's God. Okay? He didn't need to take my mom away from me to make that happen. That's bad theology. All right? And, and, and you know, I know people try to say that in comfort. Well, God just needed another angel worshiping in heaven. No, he really doesn't need that. God doesn't need anything. So, so it's bad theology to say, well, God did this. No, God didn't do it. The enemy comes to steal, kill, and destroy. But Jesus came to give what? Life and life more abundantly and in my word I read the word and it says that you're actually given 70 years 80 if you're righteous my mom was in her late 50s alright so she didn't hit 70 and my mom was pretty doggone righteous so I feel that she was promised 80 so anything before that it was actually robbed from the earth and it's the enemy that comes to steal, kill and destroy Jesus that came to give life and what? life abundantly we'll get back to that one later so anyway, so here's what happens, and through the process of us just, just serving God, no matter what, we have to understand God's good. God didn't do this, so, so no matter what we go through, no matter the circumstances, no matter the trials, we, we can't blame God. And, and, and I'll just be honest, I told a church last weekend and speaking at a conference... I have seen so many miracles. I have seen thousands of miracles. I've seen legs grow out. I've seen eight dead people raised through prayer. I've seen scoliosis and spine straighten out. I've seen withered arthritic hands straighten out with full mobility. I've seen the craziest things you could ever imagine. All right? But I'll be honest, the greatest thing I've ever witnessed is encountering the Father's love. 11 years ago, I get radically saved being an atheist, not even believing in God. And then all of a sudden, I feel his presence. I feel his power. I feel his love in one instant. So listen, I'll just tell you what I told them last weekend. That in of itself is enough for me to taste and see that God's good. Whether I see another miracle or not, whether I see another dead raising or not, whether I see another cancer tumor dissolve or not, God is still good and I've tasted and seen that he's good and I know he's good and that's the end of that. Now it doesn't mean I stop going after those things. It doesn't mean I stop going after healings and miracles and signs and wonders. Why? Because it's fun. And the Bible says I can. <laughs> so, so anyway, this is the process. This is our journey. And this is where Pink Sunday originated. So let me tell you a story in the Bible and why we're doing this. Paul, he goes to this land and, and all of a sudden he comes and he's starting a fire. Out of the firewood comes this serpent. There's a snake that bites him. And, and, and what happens is in this, in this journey, it's the snake that bit him. And no one up to this point had ever been bitten by that snake and lived. Every single person up to that point who had been bitten by that type of serpent had been killed. Paul's radically healed. He doesn't get killed. So what happens is it transforms all the people around him. He goes into the next city. He goes into where he was supposed to go. And then all of a sudden a healing crusade breaks out. All right, I'm putting this in today's language, but that's what happens. A healing crusade breaks out. Multitudes are healed because the very snake that bit him was supposed to kill him. He was actually healed from. So here's the thing. The very serpent that's trying to attack you is the very one you have authority over. If you're being attacked by the serpent of of marital problems, of financial issues, of health issues, it's the very serpent you actually have authority over. And it's the very thing you should be going after. Because if your marriage is being attacked, you probably have a marriage ministry in your destiny. If your finances are being attacked and you're getting laid off and you're you're looking at bankruptcy, all of a sudden you're probably going to be leading Financial Peace University one of these days. Listen, the very thing that's trying to attack you, the very serpent that's trying to bite you is the one you have authority over. So we got bit by the serpent called cancer. So we had a choice to just lay down and and believe that healing doesn't happen or actually go after the healing crusade and the serpent with the authority given in us that God still heals cancer. (laughs) The very thing that's trying to attack you the very thing that's trying to take your legs out, the very thing that's trying to wipe you out and steal your joy and steal your freedom and steal your hope is the very thing you have authority over. Listen, that's why we have Pink Sunday. Because we may have been robbed of my mom's life here on earth. But guess what? God has got a plan to heal so much cancer on this earth. And I fully believe with faith, even a mustard seed of faith, the Bible says all it takes. I believe with faith that he has the ability and he wants to eradicate cancer from the earth. I believe that he has the power within him, one drop of his blood. There is more power in one drop of his blood than all of the other scientists and doctors on the face of this planet. There's more power in his blood than anything we can ever imagine. And I believe he wants to heal today and he wants to continue to heal forever. And he wants to reveal his goodness to every person in this room today and tomorrow and next year and forever and ever and ever. Whether we see a healing or not, but I know we're going to. That's Pink Sunday. How many are ready to go after a serpent that's been biting us? I believe cancer and disease and pain and sickness needs to go back to hell where it belongs. So let's go to uh, Luke. Luke 4.18. We're just going to start with the theme of this year. Every year we choose a theme. And I just, I was at work one day. I'm a, I'm a firefighter. And I was at work one day. And God just like, boom. He came to set the oppressed free and set the captives free. He, he came to heal the brokenhearted, heal the oppressed, and set the captives free. So Luke 4.18 says this. Now, he, Jesus is in the synagogue. He's, he's kind of being... Look down upon. He's being even denied in Nazareth. People are starting to turn their heads up and such. So he's in the synagogue and he pulls open a scroll and he starts reading from Isaiah 61. And he literally says this He says, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me. Because he has anointed me to proclaim the good news to the poor, he has sent me to proclaim freedom for the prisoners and recovery of sight for the blind, to set the oppressed free, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. Then he rolled up the scroll, gave it back to the attendant and sat down. The eyes of everyone in the synagogue were fastened on him. He began by saying to them, today the scripture is fulfilled in your hearing. Now, now listen, I'm going to bridge this gap. So um, I used to be a cessationist and believing that miracles didn't happen. It's kind of hard to believe in miracles when you don't believe in a God. That's one thing I do want to say. You know, We, we kind of went through some denial with my mom's situation. We did literally say, we're not going to report, believe the report of the doctor. We're only going to believe the report of the Lord. All right. Now, now, I love that faith. I love that concept. But here's the reality. If I deny the diagnosis from the doctor, I actually deny the need of a miracle. So the diagnosis is real. That's reality. It's actually denial if I say that's not true. No, that's truth. I just believe God can eradicate it and change that diagnosis. I believe God can change that x-ray. Right, Kenny? Kenny had a diagnosis of cancer and goes from from one hospital, it gets sent to another hospital in Columbus. And in that transition, we were praying that the x-ray would change and that the results and the diagnosis would change. And by the time it got to Columbus, to Ohio State University, the diagnosis changed to cancer-free. Just a couple years ago. Listen, God can change the diagnosis, and, and guess what? It, it doesn't require us to do anything all the time. Now, I'm going to invite you to be able to do that, but here's what happens. Helen, who was at our 9 a.m. service, she was in worship just a couple years ago. She's worshiping somewhere in this area, and she had a softball sized tumor under her armpit. All of a sudden, she feels something. She starts screaming and going nuts. And and Leah, who's here ready for her healing today, (laughs) Leah takes her to the bathroom. They check it out. And and the tumor that was softball size was totally dissolved just in worship. There wasn't a word of knowledge. There wasn't a calling out. There wasn't laying on hands. God just wanted to love his daughter that day. So so here's the thing, like, like, this is what's happening. So Jesus is in the synagogue. He's pulling open the scroll. He's reading from Isaiah 61, 1 and 2. And it says, the, the, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me. I've come to do this. I've come to, to speak good news to the poor. I've come to speak good news. Not the negative CBS, NBC, blah, 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 news. No, the good news, the good news of the gospel. I've come to set captives free. I've come to set the oppressed free. He's like, I've come to heal the brokenhearted. I've come, here I am. So what he's saying is, listen, Isaiah wrote this nearly 700 BC in Isaiah. It's nearly 700 BC. This was for a generation. And then it was also being foretold for the future. So Jesus arrives on the scene. And in Luke 4, he's saying, now the word is coming to pass. I'm here. So it's not just for the generation 700 years ago. It's for today. So then we go into Luke 9. If you look up Luke 9, 1 and 2, it says that now he's given all authority on the heaven and on earth to the disciples. So, so follow me. I'm going to track with you here. So it was for Old Testament. It's now for today for the New Testament as Jesus is walking the earth. Now he's empowering the disciples. And let's go there. Luke 9, 1. It says, when Jesus had called the 12 together, he gave them power and authority to drive out all demons and to cure diseases. Isn't that amazing? He gave them power and authority to cure diseases. Do you remember on the boat? When, when the waves and the, the, the wind is going crazy and the disciples call on Jesus who is resting and sleeping in the boat. And honestly, the, one of the first things Jesus does out of the boat is he comes up and he rebukes the disciples for not doing it themselves. In essence, he's rebuking the disciples like, you could have done this. And then he speaks to the wind and the waves. He speaks directly to the issue and tells it to stop. So it says, to cure diseases. And he sent them out to proclaim the kingdom of God and to heal the sick. Again, he sent them to to proclaim the good news. The kingdom of God and heal the sick. He told them, take nothing. You don't need anything on this journey. Moving on. It says, if people do not welcome you, leave their town and shake the dust off your feet as a testimony against them. So they set out and they went from village to village. And it says, proclaiming the good news and healing who? People everywhere. So Jesus now has empowered the disciples. If we go to Acts 1 and chapter 2, all of a sudden he empowers the church to do it. All right, but let's backtrack. If we go to the last chapter in Mark, Jesus has already been crucified on the cross. All right, and now he says this, Mark 16. Let's just land here for a minute. Mark 16, starting at 15, he said to them, go into all the world. And preached the gospel. Again, the good news. To all creation. Whoever believes and is baptized shall be saved. Who who doesn't will not be. Will be condemned. And these signs will accompany those who believe. In my name they will drive out demons. They will speak in new tongues. They will pick up snakes with their hands. Remember Paul? And it will not harm them. They will drink deadly poison. It will not hurt them at all. They will place their hands on sick people. And they will get well. Listen, it's saying those who believe. How many believers do we have here today? We may not be an apostle walking the earth with Jesus, but we are the believers, and one of his last things he said on earth should probably be one of our first priorities on earth. We get tied up and, and, and bent out of shape about this, or how do you baptize, or how do you, how do, you do communion, or how often, it's like, no, no, how about this? How about you just be a believer, proclaim the good news, and lay hands on the sick, and let captives go free. Believers. It doesn't say pastors or elders or your small life group ministry leader or your deacons or... No, it says let the believers of the church, let the believers lay hands on the sick and they will recover. You're the believers. And let me just say, even if you're an unbeliever and you don't even believe in healing or maybe not even God, guess what? You're in the right place because you're going to witness some things today that only God can do. Listen, your belief isn't required. It just might expedite the process. I was an unbeliever that encountered the presence of Jesus and the power of his Holy Spirit and then all of a sudden became a believer in one instant. So your belief isn't required. I have seen agnostics and atheists healed. I've seen Muslims healed. I've seen arms straighten out and grow out. I've seen people that don't believe in a God that we serve and a Jesus that died on a cross get totally radically healed. The belief isn't required. It just might expedite it. So listen, I want to go to Hebrews 13.8. I'm just going to reference it. It says that he is the same yesterday, today, and forever. There's other places in the Bible that said that he is the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. He's the God of the past. He's the God of the present. And he's the God of the future. All right? He is the same yesterday, today, and forever. So, so in this, he is, in Revelations 4, they're talking about all the elders, the 24 elders, the four living creatures, the host of angels. And they literally are bowed down in the awe of God. He's so good. He never gets boring. He's so fascinating that they're covered in eyeballs all around them. And they can't ever take their eyes off the glory of God. That's how good God is. Listen, All of eternity is praising and worshiping him for all of eternity. Because there are so many aspects and angles and facets of God that it takes all of eternity to actually pull it out and worship him for that very reason, forever and ever. And they're all crying out the same thing over and over and over and over. Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty who was, who is, and who is to come. He is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He healed in the Old Testament. He healed when he was on the earth. He healed when the disciples were on the earth. And he heals forevermore and today included, and tomorrow included, and next year included. Listen, his miracles didn't stop when he walked off the face of the earth and was ascended into heaven. The miracles didn't stop when the disciples left the earth. The miracles still go on today. I've witnessed them. I see them, but it's also in the word. If you read into Romans, if you read into Corinth, if you read into these churches, they continued and continued and continued. I used to be a cessationist. Now I'm not. I read my word and I start to dive into this thing to say, wait a second. They still happen and it was intended forever. The enemy comes to steal, kill, and destroy. But Jesus came to give life and life abundantly. Listen, that means he came to give life eternally in heaven, but he also came to give life eternally heaven on earth as we're here. Listen, let me just get into the last point here. And the band can come and here's the deal. Jesus' intention is to actually heal the sick. He who knew no sin came to conquer all sin. It doesn't matter if you did something to get. It It doesn't matter if you've smoked your whole life and now you have lung cancer. His grace is so good. His mercy is so good. It doesn't matter. He came to heal and to seek and save that which was lost. He came to set the captives free. Listen, by his stripes, we are what? He was beaten for what? Our transgressions. He was bruised for what? Our iniquities. He was messed up and bloodied and, and took on a crucifixion for our pain, for our disease, for our mistakes, for our sin, even if we invoked it on ourselves. Listen, I, I I love adrenaline. Like I'm a firefighter, and there is just something cool about running into a fire and just fighting that thing. I, there is something cool about renting a Camaro SS that's yellow and doing 150 miles an hour on the interstate. There's just something about that. Not that I did or didn't do that last weekend. Not that I participated in Enterprise's tire exchange program at all last weekend. There's just something really cool about that if I, had, if I were have to have done that. Listen. There is something really cool about that. There is something that, that just gets me excited to know this. There's something that, that just drives me to see the captives be set free. But there was a purpose behind Jesus' beatings. There was a purpose by his stripes were healed. Listen, he didn't do that for nothing. And I'll be honest, I think we dumb down the cross if we only think it's our heaven ticket. If that were to happen in the apex of our calling was salvation, then we'd have body bags at the altar for when people confess Jesus is Lord and get saved. There is more to it. There's heaven on earth. Listen, he says multiple times, pray this and pray like this. The Lord's Prayer. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Your kingdom come, your will be done. Where? On earth as where? It is in heaven. So your kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven. He's saying, let your will be done here as it is up there. Is there cancer in heaven? Is there depression in heaven? Is there bankruptcy in heaven? No. So listen, Galatians 4 and Romans 8 talks about the spirit of adoption where we can cry out, Abba, Father. Now this is amazing. And then it says, you know, 1 John 3, 1. We're children of God. That is what we are. So, so listen, in, in, in Romans 8 and Galatians 4, it says you're no longer slaves, but your sons and daughters, your children. And at the very end of both of those, those, those sections, there, it says you're an heir to the throne. I get excited knowing that. And I'll tell you why. Because everything that's in heaven, now as a child, as a son, I have a legal right to. I told this story last weekend about Rob and, and Eli, and my, my sister, my brother-in-law, my nephew. When my sister, um, a few years ago, Eli was I think roughly one or so, one or two, and when Rob met Leah, they fell in love, and I gained an amazing brother-in-law. And a couple, through the process, he immediately knew like he wasn't just marrying my sister, he was also marrying my nephew. So, he adopted Eli and, and now Emily is their daughter who you saw up there together. So Eli was adopted and I remember going to that courtroom and we were really, Nicole and I were really close to Leah. We would stay with her all the time and, and helped her through college and you know, we were going to Edison so I'd sleep over the night a lot as a young adult and older teenager. And I just remember going to that courtroom and, and Eli was probably 3 or 4 maybe, 2, 3 or four, toddler. And I remember the the magistrate who's who's dealing with this and handling this. I remember her asking everybody in the room, are you guys for this? Do you promise to commit to support them? Do you promise to be an uncle, to be a grandpa, to, you know, all these things. And then he looks at Rob. She looks at Rob, I think it was a female. She looks at Rob and she says, now are you going to be committed to be a dad in his life, to be present in his life? And Rob says, yes. You know, in that moment, When that gavel came down, those papers were signed. First off, Rob chose Eli. We were chosen by God that he would actually father us. We weren't a mistake or an accident. Adoption makes it so much more powerful because we were chosen. Then all of a sudden what, what happened was Robert, by signing his name and taking that oath and agreeing to that, all of a sudden, Eli automatically obtained a legal right to his inheritance and everything Rob had to offer. Everything. If Rob was a millionaire, Eli gets to it. If if he has a, a, a cool classic car, Eli has a right to that. So listen, as children of God, we have a right to everything our father has to offer. He's not just a savior. It's the greatest thing that he is, but he's also a healer. He's also the Prince of Peace. He's also a mighty one. He's also a counselor. He's also the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. He's also this and also that. He's over 500 titles in the Bible. And it means 500 attributes and 500 things he wants to pour out. We dumb down the cross if we say it's just salvation. Listen, God wants to heal today. He wanted to heal yesterday. That's his will. That was nasty. I almost got it in time. Listen, I'm just real. (laughs) So, he wants to heal. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. He never stopped healing. So whatever's in heaven, you have a right to. Listen, this isn't just for cancer. This pink Sunday is not just for cancer. What is it that's your legal right? What is it that's in heaven? Maybe you're oppressed. Maybe you're depressed. Maybe, maybe you're having financial issues. Maybe it's marriage things. Maybe it's this or maybe it's that. Maybe it's hurt. Maybe it's unforgiveness. Maybe it's, it's division. Maybe it's drama. Maybe it's gossip. I don't, I don't know what it is. But whatever it is, he came to seek and say that which was lost. What's that? That's anything that we're missing out on, that we're not living heaven on earth, that we're not living from a heaven perspective. It's all of it. For the joy set before him, he endured the cross. Who's the joy? What's the joy? You. Me. That's the joy set before him. Listen. He says, count all joy the trials you go through. Well, how do I count cancer a joy? How do I count death a joy? How do I count this thing a joy? How? Because you know God's good no matter your circumstance. No matter what, we win. No matter what, He wins. Let me tell the final story here. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego go into the fiery furnace. And their prayer, their prayer at the end, it says, Listen, God, we, we know you can bring us through this. We know that you can rescue us, but no matter what you do, we trust you. We know you can do this, but no matter what, we trust you. Listen, that's how you count it joy, because we trust it. We count it joy because the trials we go through actually build perseverance. They build strength. And you know what else they do? They kick the devil in the butt. We count it joy, when we count peace through the process, when we actually praise him from the valley to the mountaintop like Gideon did. Listen, the battle's won. Why? Because we're kicking the enemy in the face because fear can't reside where there's peace. Turmoil and issues and drama can't reside where there's joy. I'm just here to tell you, so if you're choosing joy in the process and you're choosing joy through that pain, you're already winning. The battle's ours. We're more than conquerors. We're strong, we're victorious, we're strong and mighty. Would you stand with me? that's in heaven is actually loose to earth. It's a binding and a loosing. It's talking about that near the middle to the end of Matthew 16. So he's talking about binding and loosing. We're actually given authority. We're believers that lay hands on the sick and see them recover. But then we're also given the authority to bind and loose. So we get to bind anything that's from the earth. That means we get to rebuke it. We get to curse it. We get to speak to it. Listen, he empowered the disciples to cure the sick. Get to bind anything on earth, and then we get to loose heaven. That means bring heaven to that situation. We get to lose peace, we get to lose healing, we get to loose joy, we get to loose breakthrough, we get to loose forgiveness. That's that's loosing. So we bind anything that doesn't exist in heaven that we don't want to deal with, and we get to loose heaven into it. So here's the amazing thing: we get to bind and loose. So today that's what we're gonna do. We're gonna bind anything. hardness, we're going to bind it and we're going to loose heaven into that realm. We're going to lose presence into that realm because there is no therapy like presence therapy. There is no medication like presence. there is no surgery like presence. Listen I'm telling you the truth right now. I can go through hell, I can go through a hallway of hell between the mountains, I can go through a valley when I got presence on my side because I will fear no evil because the Lord is with me. So let me just tell you, sometimes between the mountains there's this valley, and in that valley is where their growth is, it's where the nutrients grow, it's where the streams flow, it's where the grass grows, it's where I get my food, it's where I get my rest. And then all of a sudden, like getting I get up on that mountain and I get to praise him even when it looks dark, even when it looks grim, I get to praise him. That's one thing we get to do on this side of heaven is praise him in a storm. We get to praise him through weakness, we get to praise him through illness. We get Praise him through death. Listen, that's one thing I can't do in heaven. I'm fired up today. I don't know why, but I am. Because God's good. All right. Amy and a couple other intercessors, if you could just come up here, we're going to pray for these. Maybe Lisa and Amy that comes on Fridays that that prays if Leah can waddle up here you're welcome to but you don't have to okay got one more to add no problem there we go over the last couple weeks we have allowed people to um, add a name somebody that's going through cancer that's battling it or somebody that has lost the battle to it okay Um, so we're just going to pray over these need a word of knowledge for this, stretch your hands out to Leah right now. She, she had a, a procedure done on Friday, and there's been a complication where she's lost feeling in her left leg. So that's, hence the walker and different things. So uh, they're, they're still going through a process to figure out what it is. So it could be swelling that's affecting a nerve. Could they've used other worse things? Um, but let's just believe no matter what it is, it doesn't matter. Let's believe that God's going to heal it right now. So God, right now, we just pray healing right now over her body. Right now, we bind the attack on her nerves. We bind the pain. We bind the other things going on. And we lose healing. We lose heaven. And we lose presence right now. In the name of Jesus, feeling, come back. Feeling and mobility, come back in Jesus' name. Feeling, come back to her leg, her feet, her knees right now in Jesus' name. Instantly, instantly, your blood paid for this. In the name of Jesus. We're going to test some things out here in a minute. Okay. So we're going to just pray for these, this chain. All right. Now listen, we're, we're going to, to go after healing. We're also going to go after broken heartedness. So some of these names, they've, they've lost their lives. Okay. To this ugly, ugly thing. So we're going to pray peace. The Bible says that, that God will give peace beyond understanding, beyond explanation. He also promised that his Holy Spirit would come as a comforter and a guide. So we're gonna go after a couple things here and then we're gonna bring some kids up, call out Words of Knowledge and Micah and go after things in the room as well, okay? So God, right now, we just declare peace beyond understanding. We declare comfort in the name of Jesus for anybody that's been affected by the loss of a life to disease, especially cancer, God. We just pray justice, the justice of heaven come, the justice of heaven come with love, peace, and comfort right now. Comfort those with loss. Comfort those who are grieving with any death. Tragic death. Death to disease. Premature death, God. Right now, we just pray peace, shalom, peace. The shalom peace of heaven in Jesus' name. Comfort, God. Comfort, comfort, comfort. On birthdays, on holidays, on lonely days, on lonely nights, God. Just comfort and peace in the name of Jesus. God, we pray every person that's still fighting cancer in this link here, in this chain, we pray healing in the name of Jesus. You replace the cancer cells with your blood cells right now in the name of Jesus. Woo! Freedom in Jesus' name. Healing in Jesus' name. Healing in Jesus' name. Every organ, every body, every person, God, right now. You be the chemotherapy right now in Jesus' name. you be radiation the radiance of your light shine upon every face every body every hospital bed every hospice situation right now in the name of Jesus we declare healing 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 we bind cancer we bind disease we bind death and we lose life we lose destiny and we lose healing in Jesus name I'm just gonna pray uh, comfort and peace for anybody that's been affected by a death. All right, so just put your hands on your heart and then we'll go after physical healings. Listen, I, I don't care what the circumstance on the death was. We're just gonna cover it all. So God, I just pray peace and comfort, God. God, you promised 70, 80 for righteous. God, any death that has affected us, that has has left us lonely, that have left us abandoned, that have left us mad, angry, even blaming you, God, I just pray healing right now in the name of Jesus. I pray you heal the brokenhearted that are here right now. I pray you heal us right now in Jesus' name. Pray peace that goes beyond explanation, that goes beyond any any knowledge or or being able to explain the circumstance or why or justify it. I just pray peace that crushes all of that right now. And clarity with peace in Jesus' name. Pray comfort right now. Comfort in those hard times. Comfort in those lonely times. Comfort in those frustrating times, God. Comfort in those moments where, oh, I just wish they were here for this. Comfort, God, comfort. I just pray forgiveness. Forgiveness to a person if it was a tragic thing against somebody. I pray forgiveness for you if we've blamed you. God, I pray forgiveness in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Heal the brokenhearted. In Jesus' name. We're we going to call some kids up here in Micah. So you can just stay standing, and then if if you're a word of knowledge, they're gonna go through a bunch, they're gonna go through a list. At the end of that, if that's you, he's gonna ask you to raise your hand, and then you're gonna be the believers laying hands on the sick and seeing them recover. So he'll walk you through that, and we're gonna pray for everybody, and we've already seen amazing breakthrough at the 9 a.m. service, and um, so we just plan to see even more here. There is a microphone somewhere. My wife tends to... We need to like chain that up here. All right. So these kids in Vacation Bible School learned about words of knowledge. They learned about healing. And they learned about the power of God that be able to heal. So we're going to let them just call that out.
1: Faith and foot.
0: Faith and foot or face? Faith. Faith. So you have a diminished faith. So if you have diminished faith and then foot pain. Huh? Or if your name is Faith, God's going to heal you today. Very good. Courage and finger. Courage and what? Finger. OK, anything specific about the finger? Pain. OK, pain in the finger? Ankles. Ankles. Sore, mm-hmm. painful ankles. OK. Eye and your hands. Eye and hands. Anything specific with either of those? Like arthritis. or something. Arthritis in the hands, pain in the hands, immobility in the hands. And then eye, anything with that? Is it pain or loss of sight? Both. Both. I like that. Both. All right, and we're gonna let Micah take this over and see God do some radical things.
1: We'll just call it. I'm gonna call it some more, and then just after we call out all these words, we just want your hand to go up really high. And even if there you're, there isn't a word of knowledge specifically that's released for you, we're gonna pray for you today. So even if we call all these out, what the girls just shared, if that didn't hit what's going on in your own life still raise your hand up really high and we're gonna actually gather around you and pray for you but i feel like i'll just call out some of these right here i just feel like if is there somebody here that you had a car wreck that brought lasting damage to your body to your nerves and your bones is that you god's gonna heal you today that's awesome um twisted right wrist i think one of the girls said didn't you say your yeah your wrists more wrists come on god's healing wrists ankles swollen ankles lung problems i feel like i don't know if anybody here has copd but i just feel like some sort of lung problems lung disease god's going to heal lungs today if you deal with insomnia you battle insomnia you just it's something that you've battled for years that's awesome that's awesome god's healing you guys it's awesome because we know god's going to heal you today uh, sleep apnea if you have if you battle sleep apnea god's healing sleep apnea today come on I feel like uh, strokes, I don't know if you've ever, if you've, somebody here recently had a stroke or you've had stroke, a stroke in the last few years, I was just healing your body today of any effects or damage from that stroke. Heart hiccups, I don't know what that is, you would know if it's for you, I guess hiccups in your heart, I'm not, I have no, is that you? Come on, God's healing, i gonna heal that today. Uh, IBS, if you have irritable bowel syndrome, you do battle stuff in your stomach, God's healing that, come on, it's awesome acid reflux disease, I, don't, I feel like even there's somebody here that you have it so bad that you commonly even, uh, you can't keep down your food uh, God's just healing that today uh, stomach bacteria I, don't, I just feel like there's somebody here that maybe you battled there's some sort of bacteria, bad bacteria that's in your stomach, in like your gut floral area, like the gut bacteria, I don't know how to explain that but if that's somebody here, I just feel like God's healing you of that, fibromyalgia um, just stuff inflamed stuff in your joints and stuff in your blood if that's you just man God's gonna heal you damaged retina uh, somebody here has a burning in their retina and God's healing the burning in your retina in Jesus name somebody here has uh, swollen optic nerve I feel like God's healing your swollen optic nerve in Jesus name somebody's he- I feel like has broken ribs maybe you broke your ribs at some point and God is healing your broken ribs any damage that was there from that old injury Broken femur bone, I just feel like there's somebody here, maybe you damaged something in your femur bone, this portion up here, maybe on your left side, if that's anybody here, God's healing you of that. Uh, Panic attacks, I just feel like maybe there's a few individuals here that you have regular, you battle panic attacks, you battle anxiety, and God's going to heal that in you today. He's going to heal that in your life today, come on, he's going to heal that in your life. Kidney damage, I feel like there's somebody here that a few years back, maybe even when you were a kid, You had a a kidney infection some sort of infection in your kidneys it started maybe as a uti but it moved up into your kidneys and that infection in your kidneys then created uh damage lasting damage in your kidneys some god's healing somebody of that today and then i feel like a couple more really quick somebody i feel like i saw this picture of somebody's finger getting slammed i don't know if it was in a door or something and it just got twisted if that's somebody here at some point in your life was that you God's healing any lasting effects of that finger that was slammed and twisted. And then the last thing is, I felt like there's somebody here that you have a broken relationship, particularly maybe with your mom, uh, with a parent, with your mom, and God's restoring your, your this relationship with your mom. He wants to bring healing to these relationships because God's so passionate about family and he's passionate about that heart connection that, you, that with your mom. And maybe you feel like it's been lost. Maybe you feel like you haven't been able to... You know just connect at a heart level for years and god's saying like T- this year is the year i feel like this holiday season is going to be a major uh shift i don't know what it's like over the holidays with your mom but the holiday season you're going to be in wonder of what god does this thanksgiving and this christmas come on everybody raise your hand if any of this stuff applies to you or if you need healing in your body today raise your hand really high we want to see raise your hand up really really high now, I feel like we're going to do some corporate prayer, but I want the rest of you, if your hand isn't up, you guys are the ministry team today. Now, I want you, if, for those of you that don't have a hand up, I want you to gather around somebody next to you that has a hand up. I think more, maybe 70% of the room has their hand up, but the rest of you, can you put your hand on somebody next to you? Can you put your hand on someone next to you and just uh, it, it, well, and be available to pray? going to release a corporate prayer because there's so many that need breakthroughs. so right now we're going to pray and after i say this prayer i believe whoa right now i believe there god is releasing healing power in this room and i believe after this prayer i want to see you respond to the breakthrough that god's about to release so right now in the name of jesus we take